a little too late. Shemad, names. 14-01-2023. 21st of the 10th moon, 5783. Torah, Exodus 1 colon 1 to 25. Haftara, Isaiah 27 colon 6, 28 colon 13, 29 colon 22, 29 colon 23. Welcome to the book of Exodus. In this episode of the weekly Torah and Haftara readings, Pharaoh is a little too late to stop what must happen. He tried, oh how he tried, but a little too late is late. This reading is titled Shemot. It means names. The word Exodus is a Greek word derived from the Latin which means departure. This reading is the 13th overall and first from the book of Exodus and it is set in the 18th dynasty of the pharaohs of Egypt. Our reading begins with the names of the sons of Israel, Jacob, who went with him to Egypt as the seed from whom the nation of Israel would be born. While they were in Egypt, according to the promise given to Abraham, their population increased. Exodus chapter 1 verse 1 to verse 7. Now these are the names of the children of Israel, which came into Egypt, every man and his household came with Jacob. Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, and Benjamin, Dan, and Naphtali, Gad, and Asher. And all the beings that came out of the loins of Jacob were seventy beings, for Joseph was in Egypt already. And Joseph died, and all his brethren, and all that generation. And the children of Israel were fruitful, and increased abundantly, and multiplied, and waxed exceeding mighty, and the land was filled with them. End of quote. It is a well-documented fact that human memory is a short-lived event. Inside 200 years, details about a person will usually be forgotten. This is one very strong reason why people should struggle to enter into life everlasting. And back to our story, a pharaoh who did not know Joseph began to rule over Egypt and was scared because of the population of Israelites. This fear propelled him into action seeking for ways to stop their population growth, a little too late. Exodus chapter 1 verse 8 to verse 12. Now there arose up a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. And he said to his people, See, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we, come on, let us deal wisely with them, before they multiply, and it happens, that, when there is any war, they join also to our enemies, and fight against us, and so get them up out of the land. Therefore, they did set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens. And they built for Pharaoh treasure cities, Pithom and Ramses. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. And they were saddened because of the children of Israel. End of quote. Pharaoh is so troubled that the measures he has adopted against the Israelites a.e. so ineffective that like Herod in the time of Messiah Yahashua, he considers infanticide which is the act of murdering children. Speaking to the Hebrew midwives, he orders them to kill any male-born children of the Israelites but to leave the female-born children alive. To their praise, the Hebrew midwives by name Shipfra, and Puah did not do as Pharaoh had commanded them. Exodus chapter 1 verse 13 to verse 17. And the Egyptians made the children of Israel to serve with rigor, and they made their lives bitter with hard bondage, in mortar, and in brick, 
and in all manner of service in the field, all their service, wherein they made them serve, was with rigor. And the king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives, of which the name of the one was Shipfra, and the name of the other Puah, and he said, When you do the office of a midwife to the Hebrew women, and see them upon the stools, if it be a son, then ye shall kill him, but if it be a daughter, then she shall live. But the midwives feared the mighty one, and did not as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the men children alive. End of quote. Of course, a report is presented to Pharaoh of this latest setback and he calls for the midwives to explain themselves. They give him the brilliant answer that Hebrew women are not like Egyptian women and give birth even before the midwives get to them. On account of this clever behavior of the midwives, the Mighty One blessed them. Pharaoh understands his command has failed and gives a general order to his people to throw any male-born children of the Hebrews into the river. Meanwhile, keep an ear or two out for how beautiful Egypt is on the episode Midwife Egypt. Exodus chapter 1 verse 18 to verse 22. And the king of Egypt called for the midwives, and said to them, Why have you done this thing, and have saved the men children alive? And the midwives said unto Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not as the Egyptian women, for they are lively, and are delivered ere the midwives come into them. Therefore, the mighty one dealt well with the midwives, and the people multiplied, and waxed very mighty. And it came to pass, because the midwives feared the mighty one, that he made them houses. And Pharaoh charged all his people, saying, Every son that is born you shall cast into the river, and every daughter you shall save alive. End of quote. The plot against the male-born Hebrew children takes a new turn as Pharaoh's own daughter discovers one of the babies in the river, rescues him and decides to raise him as her own in Pharaoh's house. Of course, she is Noy a nursing mother and needs one. The boy's sister who has been hiding in the bushes suggests she could find a nursing mother among the Hebrews. This is an excellent solution to Pharaoh's daughter and she gives the boy whom she names Moses, to his sister who takes him back to his mother. Once again, Pharaoh is a little too late. Exodus chapter 2 verse 1 to verse 10. And there went a man of the house of Levi, and took to wife a daughter of Levi. And the woman conceived, and bare a son, and when she saw him that he was a goodly child, she hid him three months. And when she could no longer hide him, she took for him an ark of bulrushes, and daubed it with slime and with pitch, and put the child therein, and she laid it in the flags by the river's brink. And his sister stood afar off, to find out what would be done to him. And the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river, and her maidens walked along by the river's side, and when she saw the ark among the flags, she sent her maid to fetch it. And when she had opened it, she saw the child, and, behold, the babe wept. And she had compassion on him, and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call to thee a nurse of the Hebrew women, that she may nurse the child for thee? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. And the maid went and called the child's mother. And Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, Take this child away, and nurse it for me, and I will give thee thy wages. And the woman took the child, and nursed it. And the child grew, and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. And she called his name Moses, 
and she said, because I drew him out of the water. End of quote. Moses grows up in Pharaoh's house as a prince. Because it was his own mother who nursed him, he knew he was not Pharaoh's daughter's son but a Hebrew. One day he tried to help his brothers and ended up killing the Egyptian who was tormenting them. On another day, when he tried to settle a quarrel between two Hebrews, he was challenged by the Hebrews themselves who were suspicious about his intentions. When he found out that Pharaoh knew what he had done and was looking to kill him, he ran away to the land of Midian. Exodus chapter 2 verse 11 to verse 15. And it came to pass in those days, when Moses was grown, that he went out unto his brethren, and looked on their burdens, and he spied an Egyptian beating an Hebrew, one of his brethren. And he looked this way and that way, and when he saw that there was no man, he slew the Egyptian, and hid him in the sand. And when he went out the second day, behold, two men of the Hebrews strove together, and he said to him that did the wrong, Why are you striking your neighbor? And he said, Who made thee a prince and a judge over us? Intendest thou to kill me, as thou killedst the Egyptian? And Moses feared, and said, Surely this thing is known. Now when Pharaoh heard this thing, he sought to slay Moses. But Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh, and dwelt in the land of Midian, and he sat down by a well. End of quote. Getting married in those times was perhaps not as difficult as it is in these days and times. Why do I say as much? When Isaac needed a wife, Abraham's servant went by a fountain of water and found Rebekah in Genesis chapter 24 from verse 10. When Jacob ran away to Laban, it was by a well he found Rachel in Genesis chapter 29. Here as well. Moses helps to water the flock of Ruel the priest of Midian and without much more been said, he gets to marry one of his seven daughters. Fun lesson here is that watering places were very good locations to find beautiful wives in those times, if I could go back in time, eh. While Moses is in hiding in the land of Midian, the Mighty One hears the cries of the suffering of the people of Israel and remembers the covenant he made with Abraham, and with Isaac, and with Jacob. Exodus chapter 2 verse 16 to verse 25. Now the priest of Midian had seven daughters, and they came and drew water, and filled the troughs to water their father's flock. And the shepherds came and drove them away, but Moses stood up and helped them, and watered their flock. And when they came to rule their father, he said, How is it that ye are come so soon today? And they said, An Egyptian delivered us out of the hand of the shepherds, and also drew water enough for us, and watered the flock. And he said unto his daughters, And where is he? Why is it that ye have left the man? Call him, that he may eat bread. And Moses was content to dwell with the man, and he gave Moses Zipporah his daughter. And she bare him a son, and he called his name Gershom, for he said, I have been a stranger in a strange land. And it came to pass in process of time, that the king of Egypt died, and the children of Israel sighed by reason of the bondage, and they cried, and their cry came up unto the Mighty One by reason of the bondage. And the Mighty One heard their groaning, and the Mighty One remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. And the Mighty One looked upon the children of Israel, and the Mighty One had respect unto them. End of quote. The half-Arab portion for reading this week offers the reason why Pharaoh was always a little too late.
it was so because the Mighty One had decided for Israel to take root, to blossom and bud and to fill all the world with fruit. This purpose of the Mighty One is the foundation or backstory about how the Mighty One intends to establish a dominion and dwell or stay among men. It is about this dominion or kingdom that believers preach when they speak about the kingdom of heaven. Isaiah chapter 27 verse 6. He shall cause them that come of Jacob to take root, Israel shall blossom and bud, and fill the face of the world with fruit. Isaiah chapter 29 verse 22 to 23. Therefore, says Yahweh, who redeemed Abraham, concerning the house of Jacob, Jacob shall not now be ashamed, neither shall his face now wax pale. But when he sees his children, the work of my hands, in the midst of him, they shall consecrate my name, and consecrate the set-apart one of Jacob, and shall fear the mighty one of Israel. End of quote. My prayer for you is that like Israel, you take root, blossom, bud, and fill your environment with the fruit of righteousness in the name of Yahashua Messiah. My name is Orlerly Erihadite Micaiah, and by the power of the Spirit of the Mighty One, through Yahashua Messiah sharing with you things about the way of Yahweh which I follow. Each episode of the Assembly of Yahweh Natsreya podcast will offer opportunities to learn from the scripture and connect with the original sense and purpose practiced by the earliest followers of Yahashua Messiah since around year 30 in our common era, on the delightsomely beautiful narrow and difficult way, the Sovereign's Highway, that leads to eternal life. Thank you for listening. This digital media is produced by DM10 Enterprise, for Assembly of Yahweh Natsreya.